0: Hey listeners, Clay here, producer. In anticipation of the massive climate demonstrations planned by Extinction Rebellion for the next two weeks, something short and sweet for you today. A timely conversation between Outrage and Optimism co-host Tom Rivikarnak and Extinction Rebellion co-founder Gail Bradbrook. Tom dialed Gail this past weekend to find out what we can anticipate to experience beginning today. Hello, Gail.
1: Hey Tom, how's that?
0: Hey Gail, that? that's perfect. Great. <clears throat> Good. Can you hear me all right?
1: Yeah, I can hear you. Cool.
0: Where where are you?
1: Well, I'm in Stroud and uh going down to London tomorrow. Okay. Uh the kids kids will be off going going off to their dads and um one's about to come into the house soon so he doesn't know I'm doing this so he might disturb us
0: but no we'll worries. do our best. No worries and this this can be quick as well we just want to check in with you and hear hear how it's going to be. So how, how long will you be in London for?
1: Uh, I'll personally be down for about 11 days you know because I have uh, ch- childcare responsibilities. Yeah. Um, we've got plans for the first and second week of, of September and it's never it's obviously an unknown quantity as to how long these things go on for and there's uh, there's going to be um, rebellions uh, on the streets in in Cardiff in Manchester and there's an ongoing resistance to HS2 happening at the same time. So uh, I will go where I'm needed really.
0: Wow. Okay. So so I want to ask you about all of that. And I want to ask about what's going to happen, because I, I have to say, I just Googled today, Extinction Rebellion, and it's just exploded, right? I mean, I can see stuff in Bristol and um, all over the South and in Brighton and in Bury St. Edmunds and up north. It's kind of amazing how it sort of all seems to already be emerging. But first of all, before we get into that, what's it like organizing all of this when you also have to think about a pandemic?
1: Well, first of all, just so much gratitude to rebels in all locations across the UK and, in fact, across the world because they're the ones that are pulling together these incredible actions Yeah. and uh, the rebellion weavers, we call them, are pulling together the the on-the-streets work and we've got a fantastic media team and political team and so on. So there are just many, many people that um, are are doing incredible hard work, right, Uh, and then trying to do it in the face of... uh, coronavirus and Mm. just to be really clear uh, political protest is exempt from the uh, restrictions on mass gatherings and so it should be because whenever we say that you can't you can no longer protest, then we're in real trouble as a democracy. Yeah. So obviously uh, we're giving rebels very detailed information about how they need to stay safe and minimise the risk of transmission. And like with anything, that's about risk minimization, isn't it? You know, not protesting is even riskier hmm. in our view, especially given that uh, the government hasn't used... Um, the, the changes that coronavirus has brought about to make the massive changes needed in society
0: hmm. so um so you're giving them kind of instructions like wearing masks and social distancing where possible and stuff like that during the during the protests
1: uh, absolutely but i can one hundred percent guarantee you that there will be the sort of you know media out there waiting to take a picture of. Some huddle of people showing sure. that we're doing it wrong, or sure. some some <laughs> some bit that gets cramped, and 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 that will make it in the press, and we'll be accused of being irresponsible. Um, it's it's clear that's what's being lined up, uh, and and of course, if the press wanted to, they could go into pubs and find a similar picture, but that's not the point. The point won't be to. Um, uh, t- t- to make a, a reasonable point, it would be to discredit us in any way. So it's so obviously asking rebels to do their very best to honour the social distancing. And some of them will be in bubbles as well. So any, any pictures people see, you, you, you can't be clear what's actually happening.
0: Yeah, totally. No, that and that was partly why I wanted to ask the question now, right? Because I'm sure that will happen, and it's quite nice to have you on record at this point, saying that you've given instruction, you've encouraged people. Everybody is aware of this, and they're all going to try and do their best before that inevitable attempted reveal by the media happens. Um, okay, that's really helpful. And and so what what do you what's going to happen in the next couple of weeks? Where are you Where are you going to be staging these uprisings, and what are you asking for?
1: So, so basically, if people want details, obviously, get on our, our website. We'll be um, moving towards Parliament Square on the first of September. Uh, the night before, there's uh, various sort of ceremonies and, and 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 groundings that happen to help us to for those that ha- if it has been in. to 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 ground us in a sort of spiritual and intentions Hmm. intentions way Uh, some of the actions that are happening won't be widely publicized for obvious reasons we need to keep the location secret but there'll be a number of actions focusing on uh finance on 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 lobbying um on, on on food security and so on um and what we're asking for is uh, basically the focus is that Parliament are going back now uh, across the UK and um, we're asking for them to uh, vote for the Climate and Ecological Emergency Bill, which is a bill that's independent of XR, but XR very much is. Um, been in support and, and, and helping it to, to be formulated. I believe that Caroline Lucas of the Green Party is going to be tabling it. And it's essentially a demonstrator of what actually needs to happen to respond to this emergency. So we know the government have said there's going to be three billion for a green recovery. Mm. Uh, I'm, I'm glad there's some money going into it. But at the same time, they're spending over 100 billion on HS2, which is an aviation shuttle service, which is Literally, right now, c- cutting down uh, ancient forests across across the uh, England, and uh, so you know, three billion versus a hundred million on such a catastrophic project shows the real focus of this government. And meanwhile, it's also been bailing out high carbon tax dodging industries that re- really uh, need to 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 um, change or die, frankly.
0: So what's going to determine the success of the next two weeks for you? I mean, you're a, you're a very practical person. You know that direct action is one of the levers that can lead to change and that you know, this, this, this will hopefully, as it's done before, sort of stimulate a lot of waking up and support. But what would constitute success for you in the next two weeks?
1: You know, I guess my success measure would more be that Extinction Rebellion rebels feel, so it's quite an internal thing, feel that they had overall a really good time, that they yeah. had an impact, that the issue uh, post the COVID, you know, not, we're not post COVID obviously, but we've reignited this issue back into the public consciousness and that we've um, created more togetherness within our movement. As 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 a movement, and I'm just sharing my perspective. Yeah, we've been through, you know, difficult times because you know the honeymoon period is over after some time, isn't it? We've been we've we've made some mistakes, and there's obviously sort of internal conflicts, and these kinds of things happen. And uh, I think for people to remember what we're about, and and actually to to it, it might sound in some way facetious, but there's something about celebrating life and mm. celebrating, being together, uh, loving each other, taking care of each other, and and honouring life by saying what changes are needed. I mean, I don't think we expect that Parliament are suddenly going to adopt this bill. Um, mm. We do have uh, an escalation strategy uh, that we're thinking through to launch a, a follow-up project. So I won't um, sure. pre-launch <laughs> it here, as it were, but... Um, there's something in this system, in this economic and political system that cannot change, that doesn't want to change, that has to change because it's bringing itself down. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, we're not we don't want to wait till the system collapses. We want it to recognise that it's finished and it needs to move on. So um, there'll be follow ups uh, coming for the autumn. And so I think post Covid, what we've needed, um, you know, post lockdown, let's say, at least, um, is to figure out how to get on the streets together again and how to uh, uh, get our message out there um, about the changes that are needed and to really highlight that the the government simply aren't doing Mm. what's necessary.
0: I think that's, that's really fascinating that, you know, I ask you about success measures and you focus on the quality of the engagement, right? I mean, our world is so focused on quantities and outcomes and it would have been very easy for you to lead off with a list of kind of political demands. But to, I don't know whether it's right or not, but it's it's interesting to me um, that you focus on the quality of the people who are there. And I just reflect on the fact that, you know, I've been to a few Extinction Rebellion protests and, and you know, they're a cheerful place a lot of the time. People have a good time. Are you... Um, are you worried within that? I mean, I remember last time, because it was huge and sort of, I mean, we had William Hague on the podcast once and he commented on sort of how surprised he was that everyone seemed, Extinction Rebellion seems to be really popular. Um, but then there's the odd thing that turns people off, like the, the people who went on the, the roof of the tube train last time that kind of wasn't sanctioned. Are you worried about stuff like that happening again?
1: Um uh, well, you know, we are a decentralized movement and uh, people are free to act within the principles and values. And we hope that we learn as a movement what's effective and what's not. And, and actually, I mean, even with that, it, uh, it wasn't something I think we should do again. Uh, and the press were not giving us interviews. And, of course, as soon as that happened, they were. So we were always walking this fine line between hmm. effective action and actions that, um, you know, elicit um outrage and response and, uh, and so on I think the, the bigger picture for me is that um, because we were so successful so quickly there can be that expectation that you do A and B and you get C mm. which is a very sort of utilitarian sort of focus whereas I think you know Roger and others have always wanted to um, build Extinction Rebellion on what you might call virtue ethics on actually doing what's the right what's right for, for reasons of it? it's just simply the right thing to be doing. And I'm reminded of, I think Nelson Mandela said, you always feel like you're losing until you win. Yeah. That there can be some, some kind of hubris maybe that I detect sometimes within our circles where we talk about whether something's going to work or not. And I think, goodness, the universe is unfolding in this mysterious way. And how can we possibly know? what's the right thing to do when obviously we we do look at science we do look at social science and we have a go but at the same time you know there's the environmental movement started in the 1970s i guess arguably with with rachel carson Silent spring so it's over, you know, 50 or the 50 years old. And, uh, you know, the women's movement took, I think, around 80 to 100 years to get the vote and so on. So, you know, social movements have waves and they have flavours and things come and go. And I think we uh, just really get to contribute and do our best. And to some extent, on the one hand, I don't see these things as in opposition, even though they sound like they are. On the one hand, they're absolutely focused on goals and what we can achieve and what our demands are. And we're very clear on those. But on the other hand, letting it go as individuals and as groups and and enjoying ourselves and and being on the right side of history. Hmm. And I think there's some balance to be struck between those two things.
0: Yeah, that's really interesting, because I think one of the things that's plagued people who've pushed for environmental change is um, that they get Exhausted, right? Because it's exhausting to always be in opposition to something, to be banging up against it, saying "Do this, do this, do this," and it doesn't get listened to. It really wears you down. But if your objective is to to show up, to do your bit, to put make a possibility in the universe, and then to be somewhat to accept that we have limited control over the outcome, that's a more sustaining way to live your life, apart from anything else.
1: I I think so, and I think that we're trying to protect life. And um, I you know I sat in ceremony. Um, the solstice in, in December last year and, and to some extent in June. But anyway, um, the message I, I felt like I really got was to celebrate life, that life wants to be lived and enjoyed. You know, it's not it's not here for us to feel that we're in this kind of like grinding struggle with all the time. Um, I mean, humans do need to struggle against that part of our humanity that wants to dominate and control but what we are ultimately, I think, trying to learn is how do you meet the domination paradigm, the, the kind of control, patriarchy? How do you meet it and oppose it in a way that you can sustain? And, it, and, it, it, and, and I think that's yeah. probably one of the biggest questions in humanity, right? I mean, I guess my thinking about it right now is that it does involve civil disobedience and it has to come from a sustainable place and it has to come from a place of togetherness yeah which means addressing all these divisions between us and so you know when you start throwing yourself at a thing of course there's periods of busyness and periods when it's tiring but if you sort of throw yourself at it you're more likely to get burnt out more likely to get annoyed with your colleagues and yeah. raggy <laughs> and you know i don't just don't i think you're kind of in some way meeting them patriarchy with itself and you know can't use the master's tools to dismantle the master's house, can you? We have to find a different form of um, truth force, as Gandhi called it Satyagraha. You yeah. know, you meet force with force, but it's a different kind of force. It has love at the heart of it and justice and togetherness.
0: Yeah. That's beautiful, Gail. I, I love that. So, um so you have a lot to do. Um, I don't want to take any more of your time. I would just say, you know, there are many tens of thousands of people that listen to this podcast, many of them in the UK. All of them will be interested in some degree of, of climate change. Um, what do you want to say to them now? What can they do to be part of this in the next two weeks?
1: Yeah, I mean, any way you can support, please do. There ends up being quite a focus on in Extinction Rebellion because we asked about civil disobedience, about people breaking the law, and obviously that's welcome and you can contact us by the website if you're up for that. But there are many, many other things that we need that for people to help. Um, not 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 least at the minute, actually donations do make a really big difference. We mm. have quite a sort of funding crisis with the sort of COVID impact and, and other things. Um, uh, th- there are many support roles needed if people can get to any of the locations. So for example, we need people to do back office legal support. There's endless admin tasks to be done and so on. So there is, I think a place for everybody if they want to be part of extinction rebellion um there's something that meets your capacity and skills and uh, yeah come and support in whatever way brings you um joy and a feeling of um of, of, of value
0: mm, great okay thank you so much for for taking this time to talk good luck with the coming week i'm sure it will be amazing and based on your own advice have a great time i'm sure you will
1: <laughs> thank you I'll
0: do my best all right thanks Tom Cheers, Gail. Awesome.
1: Lots of Bye. Bye.
0: Bye. okay there you go if you want to find out more about Extinction Rebellion or get involved you can go to extinctionrebellion.uk and you can check out our full episode with Gail check the show notes for a link to that all right see you on Friday